Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! All right, well, the Westside Personalized Podcast has uh, gone to the E&T department here at the high school t- uh, for today's episode, and so really excited to get a chance to visit with Paul Cross about some of the things he's been able to do to personalize uh, you know, in his role here in the way in which he serves students. So I'm going to let Paul take a quick second to introduce himself, talk about some of the classes that he teaches. He's kind of a, uh, I'll just say, not just a jack-of-all-trades, master of <laughs> a myriad of things um, with what you, you got going on. So you kind of want to tell everybody some of the some of the courses you teach and sure. uh, just a little background, I guess. Sure. Uh, this is my uh, sixth year in the district, and I'm one of the engineering tech teachers here at the high school. And I have, um, I have a woods class this semester. I teach some of the Metro college welding classes, uh, electronics, principles of engineering, and I'm part of the STEM, the STEM group as well. So uh, it's like six preps this, this semester, which is uh, kind of mind, mind numbing a little bit. So <laughs> but it's, it is, uh, it's exciting every day and every day is a little bit different and it's just kind of a blur right now. I can't believe February is halfway over. So, <laughs> right, sure. Oh, it's and it's interesting just kind of bebopping in here periodically to watch. You know, you're in welding and then you're working on coding the next time mm-hmm. <laughs> that I come through. So, uh, I know you got wear a lot of different hats around here. And um, I'll brag on you a little bit and say that one of the reasons you know I'm super excited to chat today uh, is that Trudy Nolan, uh, our assistant principal. Um, well, let me kind of give you some context. You came through our training. Gosh, it would have been early fall, I think. Yeah, September, October, something like that. Yeah, and uh, whenever, and you still have turned out, I think, the best product as far as our flexible space is concerned. Not to like put anybody else that's built something down, but built a 3D model in 20 minutes of your space, and now you're gonna, you know, utilize that to uh, with SketchUp. So that was really impressive. And then it was, uh, I want to say, the next week that Trudy Nolan had been in to observe your class, and I caught her in the hallway, and she goes gosh dang she goes heck paul was just in that training last week and i came in and he had like differentiated the instruction and he's got all these different stations going and she was like wow this is you know really impressive i guess some of the stuff that he was able to implement right away and so um, well it was it was good timing to have your training right before i had an observation so thanks <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> and we we talk a little bit too though because sometimes people are like oh the district's got so many things going on we've got like charlotte danielson and we got personalized learning and and all this stuff, and, and I we do talk about in our training that, I mean, if you're doing the personalized stuff, that's gonna hit a lot of that Danielson stuff really well. So um, hopefully you kinda found that at least. But um, so to kinda talk about some of it, I don't know where you'd like to start, maybe in talking about that lesson or, but yeah, how, how have you sort of taken some of those things away uh, and implemented them? Well, when I when I came up here six years ago, the room that I have that I use primarily for my, my classes all the desks kind of face the marker board and I moved those around first after I think the first year so I kind of had these pods set up so that was the first thing that's kind of helped students interact with others kind of see them face to face like it's a conference table or something that they can talk with each other and they sit with them for a quarter and then we rotate and so that was the first thing that you were talking about flexible space I, mm-hmm. I don't have that really with my desks are kind of big and heavy and there's you know lots and lots of equipment inside of them but that's where we kind of started and I thought uh, that was that was something that we had accomplished here already, so that was good. And mm-hmm. then you were talking about, you know, offering up all these different activities to kind of see what kind of students you have, what kind of learners you have. And so, you know, I do some of that at the beginning of the year, but I had not thought about, you know, what was the best avenue for their 
for their learning or for their gaining of inf new information. And so through a class, actually, through UNO, we had found out about Screencastify, which you know does a screen recording of your face mm -hmm. in the corner and and now with Google Chrome it's free and it's just built into the it's built into there you can get that addition or add-on so with that I could have a video lesson with me talking to the students for some of my activities not all of them because it takes up way too much time but I could have some of the lessons that maybe are more uh, direct or more drab that if they want to watch a video while they get that information they could do that mm -hmm. so through that then they could also just darken their screen and have an audio lesson more or less of those instructions if they're an audio type of learner and then if they wanted to have a written instruction I just had the normal worksheet or you know exercise that we'd be going through for class and then those that had had selected on that on that survey like what we had with the personalized learning if they wanted direct instruction then they came up to the marker board with me and and um, we did it once before my observation and it worked okay but it was kind of a good primer for this is this is the routine you've chosen these different avenues of learning and you know from that first one right away you can kind of see that those students that maybe chose a type of learning that maybe is not the best for them and they're mm -hmm. trying to you know skate around and try to avoid doing some work and so the next time you can kind of coach them up and say you know I seem like you were lost last time maybe you should come up to the direct instruction group um, to kind of avoid your technology or whatever else that was distracting last time yeah so well and I think that gets a really great you know we talk about personalized learning happen in stages where first is kind of like the teacher's gonna set up all these avenues and stage one stage two you kind of work together with them and um, and we talk all the time that, that like all this stuff happens it's scaffolding you gotta like implement it, like you said and people kind of figure things out but uh, it's not until you provide the choices that students can then make a choice and sometimes make the wrong choice mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that's where you get to that stage two where it becomes a collaboration where you go okay well what else could we try uh, and then hopefully over enough repetition with that that they'll eventually figure out where is the ideal place and now you're almost getting to that stage three where they would start asking for it like this is what I need yeah well and that's we had I had a student that just he wouldn't sit down in his chair and it's like could you you know could you sit in your chair and he's like I I, I gotta like stand up when I like I'm like reading or when you're like talking or going through this lesson I'm like okay and so we use that as a you know kind of leverage of like all right so if you if you need to stand up then you know stand up that's fine we had like a desk that had like an overhang and he actually wanted to sit underneath of there as he listened to the material and I was like okay that's a new one so but if that's the way that you want to learn and you can get the work done then sure go for it so he tried that and he liked it having a little spot where it was his corner of the room and you know, I felt comfortable and ready to learn. So yeah, and I think even as much as finding those things out about yourself is an a like academic and educational benefit. When a student feels recognized as an individual and given the a at least a little bit of say, mm -hmm. uh, I kind of get to the love and logic principles. Like when you give kids choices, you know, they feel empowered and feel like you respect them on some level, um, which you do. I mean, that, that's that is true. Uh, but that that sense of uh, having that ownership, I think, really helps for like class cult, like climate and culture, and your willingness to do something because you're realizing that, like, hey, I've, I have a role in all of this versus just being told by a drill sergeant to mm -hmm. <laughs> sit and get it. Um, yeah, being a self advocate, you know, letting the teacher know that that there's a way that you like to enjoy, you know, or learn learn your information in a in a different way than what we're presenting. So. Yeah, and so have you found then just, so there's kind of one example, obviously, but have you found kind of generally speaking that, that when you've been able to use it has been 
effective or challenges with that or we've gotten into it a little bit but yeah it works it works pretty well I don't do it for every lesson but some of the ones that you know in the past years that I've noticed have been you know the most toned out kids where they're just kind of really bored and I'm tired of teaching the same lesson to to 15 or 20 students then then some of those I'll re revamp them so that they have that avenue or they have mm-hmm. that option of having a say in how they want to learn their information for for that day and uh you know, pre-teaching the, the this is coming up on Thursday or it's on Wednesday, and you know they kind of get excited about that too, and just using that as, I guess, leverage for keeping them engaged and, and ready to ready to learn new new material as we go through. Is there any benefit in your class to them revisiting some of that stuff? Has the video like been a reteaching tool in any capacity, or some of that just? Uh, a lot of times, I, the times I used it, I guess, I would say it would be front-loaded but mm-hmm. they could if it's in classroom or blackboard then they have that option to always have another resource even if they were a direct instruction where they could go back and, and re-watch something that we had just talked about and and have them presented presented again even if I'm not here so. yeah because that's something that bomb back uh, with yeah with the welding stuff that we're putting together is more interested in the revisiting mm-hmm. video because um, mm-hmm. there is something to like firing that torch up and teaching so the drug instruction there is pretty powerful yeah um but but i do think that you know at least now that those resources are created and if it's anything like you know in our english class round one you just try to create like the the bare essential videos mm-hmm. that you need and then ne- the next year um you're better at it so it goes faster um and then also you know you you can start to piece in those others to where it just ha- it's over time it has to kind of evolve too yeah i mean Probably the hardest thing is, is for me is I can I can do I can I can teach a lesson or teach the material with notes on the board or slides or whatever, but it's it's going back and re- revisioning and re- rewriting my written lessons for the mm-hmm. students that want to read the material. That's probably my my biggest holdup is getting those those worksheets with some more instruction and guides on the top of the documents that help those that want to read read instructions mm-hmm. they're so. like mirrors the depth of what you're like covering yeah. Live. yeah yeah instead of just the worksheet and oh here's the worksheet so so that's probably uh, the video and doing a doing a podcast version where they just blank the screen is probably not that difficult probably very similar to what you do now it's just mm-hmm. recording yourself you know with your with your laptop going through the material and having those little notes that you would add in that aren't on the slides that you would talk about with the students and mm-hmm. And then, you know, leaving that as an option for, for both of those. And then it's, yeah, building up the, the written assignments or written lesson to be as equally powerful for yeah. those students. So. No, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm, as you're talking about this, thinking I would like to go back and revamp even my flex space. Because <laughs> yeah, over time, you get new examples and, and it's the, the depth of it kind of grows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I totally get that. Is there um, an issue I had when I started off too, just for anybody listening that's thinking about doing this? Was timing that all outright, and what is you know students do if they get done before my direct instruction? Um, did you find that that all sort of synced pretty well for you? I've gotten better at it myself, but I know like the first couple times I was too long-winded. Yeah, I I don't know. You gotta. It seems like you have to have, you know, some enrichment activities or something where they expand on what was just discussed that are available. So Miss Nolan was here for the observation. We were actually talking about like kilowatt-hour meters in the back of your of your house you know that reads your that reads your meter for how much electricity you're using in a month and so there was some activity that branched off of that where I had them go try to look up the 
amperage or the wattage of some of the appliances they have at home that hopefully would kind of keep them busy with you know finding things that they have at home calculating I think we were calculating how much it costs like to run a dryer for one hour a day okay it's like 250 some dollars a year you know for if you ran a dryer every single day yep to do a load of laundry every single day it's like 256 dollars a year so we found that that was part of the activity that they had to kind of keep keep digging into but just try to have other little things that tie in with the lesson that keep those students engaged and keep them off of YouTube and their phones and right. Snapchat or Twitter or whatever it is these days. Well, and but it's great though that you have the sensibility which I didn't have when I went through the first time to go, okay, yeah, we need to have this other thing in place for them to transition to if there is a like yeah, lap in time a lull, between yeah. a lull. Yeah. So uh, so that's pretty great. Um, well, I guess kind of just to close things out, is there anything that you would sort of offer as advice or Well, I guess start with the lesson Start with doing a, a video, uh, you know, QuickTime screen recording or uh, the Screencastify look into that because I thought that was really neat to have you on the screen in the corner. You know, my daughter made a couple of cameos because, you know, I had, to, <laughs> I had to watch them when my wife went to work. And so that's kind of neat. The kids can see like, yeah. you know, we're working, working at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock at night all the time. And, and start, with the, start with the lesson that you probably think is... Um, I don't know, the most boring or difficult that your students really struggle with. Just start with a small part of that lesson that breaks it up to maybe, you know, give them some say and just try it. Try a screen recording and then look at that and see see what your kids, what your students think and give them a survey or something to kind of give them some say in how they want to learn because I think that's really powerful for giving them that chance of, I don't like listening to you talk all the time. I'd rather read the material. Okay, let's try that. Yeah, because so. nobody wins in that situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yelling. Like nobody wins. We just get louder, and nothing happens. So. Yeah. Um, so okay, I'm gonna affirm like all this stuff with you, right? So, uh, one, you're absolutely right. So if you do create a screencast, having yourself in the picture is really important. I actually did like I gotta find this research again, but there was a study where they put contact lenses that could monitor like where your eye like located on a screen. And they found that the viewer would bounce back and forth and if you want to call that engagement between the speaker and the, the like content more frequently when that was somebody on the screen and if it's somebody they knew it went up even like more you know like they were more engaged by that and so um that's why i think sometimes it's easy and it's helpful i think when you're getting started to take things from youtube um, but if it can actually be you on there, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love too that video sometimes can make you a more of a real person. So <laughs> it's yep. awesome that your, uh, you know, your daughter got a chance to make a little cameo in there. So that's really good. But then, yeah, just getting started, I think sometimes is, is the hard part. And I, when I began, I also chose my the most boring unit that I had of the entire year, uh, and kind of breathed some life into that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thank you so much for taking some time. Uh, I think that advice is really great stuff, and uh, hopefully you get a chance to, yeah, inspire other people to, to try some new things, too, in their own classroom. You bet. Yep, keep trying. Awesome. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.